The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace upon the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm sure you've all been watching the Olympics and it's been exciting to, to see how it is all unfolding. But one of the things that I found most fascinating, I was reading an article um, that somebody forwarded to me about Michael Phelps. And uh, the last time somebody won as many individual championships that he won was um, Leonidas, who won 12 titles in the second century BC. So it's been over 2,000 years since that world record has been broken. But uh, I think the other fascinating thing is about Michael Phelps is if you think about it, two years ago in 2014, I don't know if you remember that, but uh, that's when he made the news and it wasn't for a good reason. He had gotten his second DUI in 10 years and uh, right after he got his second DUI, there, uh, there were pictures of him uh, doing pot. So the next, like a few days later, there were all these pictures of him um, smoking an illegal substance, you know? So you have this gold medal champion who's kind of throwing his life away. And, you know, the, the news stories were coming out and the articles were saying, you know, what a dope he is and, you know, what an idiot he is and he's wasting his life. But what I didn't realize and what we didn't realize, the story just released. He, he finally um, kind of told the whole story of what was going on in his heart and his life at the time. He said that at that time, in 2014, when, that, when the stories came out, I was a train wreck. I was like a time bomb, waiting to go off. I had no self-esteem, no self-worth. There were times when I didn't want to be here. It was not good. I felt lost. Can you imagine this, being an Olympic champion and having no self-worth? He hit rock bottom, and in the, the days that followed, he began to isolate himself. And so he spent an entire week just in his home, isolated, with very little sleep. And at that time, he said, this is the end of my life. How many times will I mess up? Maybe the world will be better without me. And during that time, Michael Phelps was actually pondering committing suicide. It was two years ago. And then his longtime friend, the NFL star Ray Lewis, who's, out, who's an outspoken Christian, came to him and he intervened and he, and he said to him, this is when we fight. This is when real character shows up. Don't shut down. If you shut down, not only do you lose, we all lose. And he handed him a book. It was a spiritual book called The Purpose Driven Life. And, and when Phelps went into treatment, he took that book with him. And it really changed his life and it, it helped him begin to turn his life around. And so he'd hit rock bottom, but instead of continuing to go down that path, 
God intervened and, and really turned his life around, and it, and it happened through Ray Lewis. I think we can really gleam three points from, from this story, and I, I'd like to focus on, on the second reading and on the gospel. But we hear in the, the second reading, which kind of has this whole theme of the Olympics, you know, it says that, let us rid ourselves of every burden and every sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. So if you think about life as being like a marathon or being like, you know, this Olympic event where, where someday we're going to get to heaven, someday we're going to become saints. The first point I want to make is the reality that in baptism, you were called to be a saint. I was called to be a saint. In baptism, it's kind of like you were called to be this Olympic champion. So from the very moment of your baptism, uh, you were given everything that you needed to become this Olympian, this, this saint here on earth. I think about what it must be like to be an Olympic champion who's chosen, you know? Someone that, that has these gifts and talents and they're given every opportunity. They're given the best coaches in the world. They're given, you know, uh, Phelps' coach became like a father figure to him. He trained him and raised him. And the reality is that in baptism, you were given this. You know, so you have priests to guide you. You have this entire parish community to be with you. You have your family to support you all to help you one day enter into the kingdom of heaven. So that's the first point, is you are called to be not an Olympic champion, but to be a saint. You have everything that you need to become a saint. The second point I want to make is uh, that sometimes saints fall. Sometimes we fall. So if you look at two years ago, Michael Phelps, who was a, a, an Olympic champion, he hit rock bottom. You know, it was the worst point in his life. He considered committing suicide as he got two DUIs. He was doing drugs. The reality is that sometimes we fall. And if you look at some of the great saints of the church, they fell, but they got back up. You know, so St. Augustine, his classic line was, Lord, make me a saint, but not yet. You know, he just wasn't ready for it yet. You know, you think of St. Ignatius of, of Loyola. Before he was a saint, he was a womanizer. He really just wanted to conquer as many women as he could conquer. That really was what he did. St. Francis of, of Assisi, he, he came from a very wealthy family, and, and one day he finally decided to turn all the wealth aside, and he left his family, left his wealth, and he, he founded the Franciscans. And so we have the Franciscans today. So the second point that I want to make is sometimes we fall but you get back up. And, and for all of us, you know, I want you to think about that. Maybe you've fallen. You know, maybe there's been some addiction in your life that you, you've fallen back into. Maybe there's been some moral failing, some sexual failing that you've fallen back into. Maybe it's been uh, alcohol or drugs or um, anything, you know? It doesn't matter that we fall. What really matters is that we get back up and allow God to use us again. So that's the second point in the second reality. And we hear this in the Gospel reading that um, Jesus says, I've come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. You kind of hear Jesus, apathy. he's so tired of the apathy of the world. You know, this reality that he's come to set us on fire, and he wishes it were already blazing. And he realizes, too, that when we become saints, when we truly live this life on earth, sometimes it will cause division. Often it will cause division. Maybe even for people you sitting here in the pews, maybe your kids aren't with you. Maybe your husband or wife isn't with you. Maybe your faith causes you division. And that's okay. 
You know, Jesus says that it will, that for those of us that are truly becoming saints, we're going to be kind of set apart. It's going to cause some division. So we should expect that. You know, that the, the, the holier we grow, the more sometimes people will reject us. In the end, hopefully God will bring us together, but sometimes there will be rejection. So the second point is, if you have fallen, get back up. Go to confession. Just return to your faith. Return to the sacram sacraments. And the third point I want to talk about is, you know, just how Michael Phelps was helped by being given a book by Ray Lewis, we can help other people. You know, so the people that aren't here in church today, the people that are maybe hitting rock bottom, the people that are really not doing so good in life, we can help them. You know, we can be like that angel in their life that really does help turn their lives around. So try to think of one person today, one person that's away from the faith, one person that's making really bad choices in their life, one person that maybe everybody else has given up on, and, and try to do something for them. You know, give them a good spiritual book, give them a sacramental, take them, take them to church or invite them to, on a pilgrimage or do something special for that person. Because we find, as we hear that uh, in the second reading, that we have such a great cloud of witnesses, you know, that we're all supposed to do this together. And one day when we get to heaven, I can't help but think of the, the parade for, for the Cavaliers, for LeBron James in Cleveland. You know, that's what it's going to be like when we get to heaven. That's what it's going to be like when we get up again after falling. You know, that this entire communion of angels and saints, this wonderful cloud of witnesses is going to be celebrating our victory. Not our Olympic gold medal, but our entering into heaven and ultimately our becoming saints right here on earth.